Welcome to Conscious Talk, radio that makes a difference. Conscious Talk is brought to you in part by Essential Formulas, distributors of Dr. O'Hara's and Reg Active, now available online as well as in fine health stores. And now I welcome your hosts for the day, Brenda Michaels and Rob Spears. Hey, good morning, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the show, and thanks for being with us, as always, here on Conscious Talk, radio that makes a difference, and we have a great show lined up for you, so stay tuned for that. But in the meantime, we've got a couple of things that we want to share with you. Well, uh, one thing, uh, and I'm very excited about this, uh, I just spent a week in a training um, you know, getting to know and getting to operate uh, via the masterclass and Cogno movement, something that we are adding uh, to our modalities. Now, you remember Bill McKenna, hopefully. He was on the show talking about it. He's the one that invented this. I just spent a week with him and learning everything about it. And uh, it is really um, a movement exercise intended to activate the body's learning centers delete or remap neurological patterns and harmonize the hemispheres of the brain. We saw incredible results with people that we worked on, um, uh, all sorts of things, athletic performance, um, uh, energy focus, mood, um, relieving stress and anxiety, and changing emotional patterns, something that we know really has to do with uh, so many of the so many of our problems absolutely uh, they they are emotional and then they come down and you know they eventually they show up in so, the body so stay tuned because i'm going to be giving away a few sessions in the not too far future uh we can do them on zoom or in person um, but uh, we're working with people all over the world on Zoom. Yes, Rob said we're he- adding it to our healing repertoire. And uh, stay tuned for us to have a website up. It will be Intentional Healing, and it's going to be called that. It's going to be our new website, and we're going to be doing a lot more healing work in the future. And we invite all of you who have emotional issues physical issues, mental issues, whatever is going on, relationship issues, health issues, that we can help. So stay tuned for that, and we're going to be right back. You're listening to an encore presentation of Conscious Talk, radio that makes a difference. Welcome to Conscious Talk, radio that makes a difference. Well, coming up this hour on Conscious Talk... Are you feeling like it's impossible to thrive during these times? It's really not. And how do we know? Well, we read Malcolm Stern's book, Slay Your Dragons with Compassion. And we're going to find out from him how to face our demons and confront those fears, self-doubts, and resistance to thriving. Malcolm Stern is coming up next right here on Conscious Talk. And now we welcome your hosts for the day, Brenda Michaels. And Rob Spears. And thank you, Benny, and welcome, folks, to another hour of Conscious Talk, radio that makes a difference. And yes, we are. We're making a difference again here today because we bring to you the very best people we know of, people that are making a positive difference in their lives and the lives of others. 
people that are learning, growing, they're waking up, coming on the show, teaching all of us. And on this show, we learn and grow together one listener at a time. That listener is you. Well, today's special guest is Malcolm Stern. He, he wrote a book that's really appropriate for these times, as you might have gathered from our introduction. It's called Slay Your Dragons with Compassion, 10 Ways to Thrive Even When It Feels Impossible. Now, Malcolm has worked as a group and individual psychotherapist for more than 30 years. He's the co-founder of Alternatives at St. James Church in London, and that's where we're talking to him from. Uh, and he also runs groups internationally. I, I, I note that uh, he has sometimes been at Esalen and Big Sur and, uh, of course, Fintorn in Scotland. But his approach involves finding where the heart is and helping individuals access their truth. Slay Your Dragons with Compassion is the book, and it is, uh, I guess, referred to by him as the ultimate learning. So, Malcolm, welcome to Conscious Talk. Thank you very much. Good to be with you. Well, Malcolm, really, really, really loved your book. Loved the stories. I like how you interwove your life into this and how you interwove the lessons of slaying the dragon with a lot of your different clients. Um, and you say that your book is based on psycho-spiritual wisdom. Can you tell our audience what that means in case someone's thinking, what, what is that? Well, um, for me, I've, I've learned a lot as a psychotherapist and, and been educated by my clients and doing the work they do. So I've been treading the psychological path. And alongside that, I've been treading a spiritual path for um, equally long, in fact, longer. And I've studied with people like Ram Dass um, and Thich Nhat Hanh and um, Pia Valaya Khan, the Sufi leader. And so it, for me, my work is a blend of the, of the psychological and the spiritual. The spiritual is about you know, the, the, the spaces that we inhabit that we don't occupy in, in, in regular time often, but that we can go to when we are feeling... Um, like we're inspired. Do you feel, Malcolm, that that, that psycho-spiritual, which we really, really like and profess more than just psychological, is of greater help because you've added the spiritual element to it? Yes. For me, it's, there's, there's, there's like a, two, a, two, a parallel street. So you can, get very, you can go quite a long way with the psychological in, in terms of understanding what happens to people, why it happens, what the possible solutions are. But if you build the spiritual alongside it, then you start to get a different perspective, which is that actually at the end of the day, we're all in training on this, on planet Earth in a, in a tough training course, but that actually there is more than just this, this bag of uh, blood and bones that we inhabit. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We've often referred to it, Malcolm, as the journey from the head to the heart, and you know, yeah. which is so fitting for your book because that's where compassion lies. So, uh, slay your dragons with compassion. Where did the title come from? Well, it's interesting because about twenty-five years ago or something like that, I, I was listening to a, a song by an obscure band called Gentlemen Without Weapons. The song was called Transmission. <laughs> And the chorus line of the song was, slay your dragons with compassion. And I, I sort of like, I took that line and I thought, that's a really great line. I think I'm going to start using that in my groups. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, when people are saying difficult things to each other, 
I started using this phrase, slay your dragons with compassion, and it became my, my catchphrase. And then when it came to writing my book, I just thought, well, um, that, is my ca- that is the original thinking. I mean, it's not my, my words originally, but it's certainly a concept I've worked with for, for the last 20-plus years. Mm. And, uh, and uh, I actually think there, it says a lot. It's got a whole lot of imagery in it. And it's, it's, it's about slaying that you don't leave the, the root to grow back again. You actually have to manage what you have to do, but you also have to do it compassionately. Mm. Yeah. Uh, do you find, um, Malcolm, that really people have to first have compassion for themselves before they can um, have compassion for others and actually slay those dragons? I think if, if, um, if you do it without having compassion for yourself, it becomes a a sort of shabby imitation of mm-hmm. what it could be. Mm-hmm. I think that actually we are on a journey towards coming to terms with ourselves, understanding who we are and how we operate. I think at this very heightened time in, in human history, um, we are being forced into, into growing or being or, or, sort of, or declining. And, and I think that that place of compassion is one of the places in which we can really develop ourselves in a big way. Mm. Yeah. Well, um, as we know, it takes a lot of experience and it takes a lot of effort to write a book. And usually that's spurred by personal experience uh, and, you know, especially this kind of a vocation of yours. So um, what is your story? I mean, what what was your dragon you needed to slay? Well, it's, it's unfortunately, it's a big story and, and often it's it's the place of suffering that really educates us. Mm-hmm. And you'll see that in most um, great literature or music or art, um, that actually there's, there's, there's often suffering that, that awakens something. And in my case, in 2014, uh, my eldest daughter, Melissa, took her own life. Mm. And uh, I never know when I'm talking about this, whether I'm going to have a lump in my throat or whether I'm just going to talk about it in an everyday way. Right now, it's every day, so... But it's all right either way with me. So if I, if I get choked up, then that's, that's part of what happens. Right. But I was running a, a group at the time when I heard, um, and her mother telephoned me. I was on the break, break from the group, about to go back into the afternoon session. And, um, and she said, Melissa's not with us anymore. I said, well, where is she? And she said, um, no, she's not, she's not alive anymore. And I went, oh, my God, what's, what's gone on? And she, she'd taken her own life. Mm. And um, she, she jumped from a bridge. And uh, she'd gone through a period of extreme mania for about a year um, and then gone into a place of really deep, deep and dark depression for about six months. Mm-hmm. And it, it never occurred to me that that, you know, that that was on the cards. But the shock set in. And then I went back into running my group. And one of the, um, the guys who was in my group was also a psychotherapist. And I said to him, Look, this is, I've just found this out, David. Can you take over the group? And he did. And he set up a grief circle. He said he had the whole group hold hands. He said, everyone who's lost a parent step into the middle. And about 12 of the 16 people stepped into the middle. Mm-hmm. Everyone who's lost a brother or a sister step into the middle. A couple of people stepped in. Those who've lost a close friend step in. And again, about half the group stepped in. And those who've lost a child step in. And I was the only one to step mm-hmm. in at that stage. And at that moment, it had its first landing in me. The shock sort of got penetrated. Mm-hmm. And I realized that I was in a very... Um, a, a horrible club that I didn't want to be in, but mm-hmm. that actually this was going to be a journey for me. And, um, and it was a journey that's taken a number of years, culminating a few years later with the writing of this book because I, I felt like I needed to capture 
what had happened for me in this process, what I'd learned from the process, and what I had to teach others in the process so that mm. there wasn't a meaningless death of my daughter. Yeah, we, we, one of the things that we have often thought and heard many stories and had experiences ourselves is that um, major shifts in your life uh, primarily, at, at least from our experience, don't happen until you have, quote, suffered enough. Or you've yeah. been brought to your knees, knees so to speak. One way or another, yeah. Have you found yes. that to be true with your, with I your clients? I have to be true. I think it's at a point where we don't have our normal um, handholds. Right. We have to find something else. Yeah. And and then um, life comes, and, it, and to live as a whole raft of of things that we wouldn't have even dreamed about, but that are then then become part of our support structure in finding our way to where life is wanting to lead us. Mm-hmm. Hmm. We find that um, when tragedy hits, or when terrible suffering is upon us, our defenses are way down, if you will. Yeah. Our our yeah. egos, if you will, or our conscious mind isn't as present. And that inner part of us, that heart-centered place where true compassion lies, is exposed. And, and, and we feel that's a big reason why we're able to transform um, and help others at, at those periods in their life because of that. Yeah, well, we want to let our listeners know that this is a very transformative book if you're in one of those a situation, one of those places, if you have mm-hmm. suffered enough, you're looking for a way out of that and back toward thriving. Well, you know, there, the steps within here will really help you. Um, we're going to run off to a break shortly, but we are going to come back with Malcolm Stern. We're talking about his book, Slay Your Dragons with Compassion. It's 10 Ways to Thrive Even When It Feels Impossible. Find out more about Malcolm by going to Malcolm stern.com and we'll be right back if you're like us you really appreciate companies that are sustainable caring and conscious this describes aloha bay a company not only guaranteed by the world fair trade organization but also donates a portion of their sales to doctors without borders and other great causes Some of the amazing products made by Aloha Bay include Himalayan salt table and bath products, chakra candles, Himalayan salt lamps, feng shui votives, and much more. A majority of the jar candles are hand poured into recycled glass scented with 100% pure essential oils, mini certified organic. Aloha Bay is an employee owned company whose products are not only affordable, but beautiful and deliciously scented. To learn more and order their amazing products, visit alohabay.com. That's alohabay.com. Now more than ever, it is important to have a healthy immune system. Many health professionals agree that probiotics are a leading natural therapy for boosting immune health. Why? Because 70% of your body's immune cells reside in the GI tract. By taking a superior probiotic daily, like Dr. O'Hara's probiotics with their postbiotic metabolites, you can enhance your overall immune system and immune response. For additional immune support, get RegActive's immune formula to boost your glutathione levels, since our glutathione levels go down if we feel stressed. 
Maintaining glutathione levels is a key factor for natural defense. For a short-term immune boost, try Dr. O'Hara's Propolis Plus, which provides probiotic and immune support and includes Brazilian green propolis for superior antioxidant support and vitamin E, astaxanthin, and flax oil. Be proactive about your immune health. Ask your retailer today about Dr. O'Hara's probiotics, RegActive Immune Formula, and Dr. O'Hara's Propolis Plus today. Also available online. Conscious Talk. Radio that lifts you up. It's a new year and full of hope and enthusiasm for a new beginning. You're thinking about going back to the gym. Well, the problem is every year it's the same thing. Exercise gets harder because your muscles get tired faster than you remember. And then the next day, you're so sore you can hardly move. Well, that's what Power pH with BioPH was designed to deal with. The active ingredient, BioPH, helps remove the acids your muscles form while exercising, giving you a better workout. Then you'll be amazed on how Power PH relieves soreness the next day, so you feel inspired to continue your exercise program into the year instead of giving up after a few attempts. Power PH was clinically tested by competitive athletes who found both their performance and recovery greatly enhanced. If Power PH with BioPH works for them, it will work for you too. Granted unique dietary ingredient status by the FDA. BioPH is the most bioavailable alkalizing ingredient we know of. Testing showed that in just five days, PowerPH reduced body acid 53% on average, while reducing inflammation and aiding in the uptake of beneficial nutrients. Discover the difference PowerPH can make in your life. For more information and to order, go to powersofph.com. That's powersofph.com. Discover the power of higher pH. Your body will thank you. When you buy health products, you can save up to 50% at vitaminlife.com, the world's largest selection of supplements, herbs, homeopathic, health and beauty products, and more. Choose from vitaminlife.com's 30,000 products from over 700 brands, including Solaray, Jaro Formulas, New Chapter, Country Life, Source Naturals, Nature's Way, Enzymatic Therapy, Now Foods, Doctor's Best, and Aubrey Organics. Go to vitaminlife.com and save up to 50% on supplements or call vitaminlife.com to order at 866-998-8855. On the path to good health and well-being, Alternative Talk 1150 is the station for you. Hey, welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Conscious Talk, and it is radio that makes a difference. And now that so many more of you are back in your cars, you know, heading back to work, uh, you know, getting away from home. We're so glad to have you on board once again via your car radios. But, you know, just be sure that you uh, drive carefully. Keep your mind on the road. And if you miss anything, you can go to ConsciousTalk.net because every show will be there in the archives. Every guest will have a guest page with a play button for the show, uh, how to connect up with their books on Amazon, and, of course, their website so you can Find out more about them. I'm Rob Spears. And I'm Brenda Michaels. And remember, we podcast each show as well. So that is another way that you can hear us. Well, we're here today with Malcolm Stern. The book is Slay Your Dragons with Compassion, 10 Ways to Thrive Even When It Feels Impossible. To learn more about Malcolm and his incredible work, you can go to Malcolm 
stern.com. So, Malcolm, your book is mostly written uh, about your groups. And, and like I said, you're teaching through the hardships of a lot of people in your groups um, are experiencing and how they're coming through it. So um, yeah. tell us, what happens in the therapy room? Um, well, interestingly, I wrote about that because I thought I've got to say what happens in the therapy room because mm-hmm. I want people to, to understand it. What happens in the therapy room is we create a place of trust and a place of authentic communication. And people are often used to putting a brave face on things, smiling, um, saying they're fine when they're really not fine at all. Mm-hmm. What happens in the therapy room is we break through a lot of that, not in a in a sort of a crowbar sort of way, but more a sort of like a, a, a gentle wooing of what's behind the story. Now, people, when they tell their stories, they're, the stories are often very, um, they can be very shocking or they can be, but they often don't talk from that place. They talk about that place. And my work mm. in, as a therapist is to get them to come from that place. Mm. So if they're feeling anger, to have the anger be a part of that communication. If they're feeling sadness, to allow the sadness to temper what it is they, they want to say. And, and then the group is trained over a period of time. A lot of my work is ongoing. The group is trained to give honest feedback which is not oh that's you are you poor thing i'm so sorry for you but more um to say when you spoke like that i really felt that so to, to start to let people know that they are mirrored they are understood and that it is safe to go to the places which we often keep tucked away inside us <laughs> yeah and i imagine that there is also um a commonality of experience at least on certain levels of feeling with other people around the room when you're talking about mirroring experiences. Um, you know, yeah. it helps. I, I remember years ago being in a group experience where somebody had a really horrific story and it went on and on and on for quite a while. And this person just couldn't see any way of, of you know, recovering past that. And everyone in the room was kind of shocked because uh, this person had very low self-esteem uh, and and she thought it was because of this, uh, uh, because of her hardships. And everyone in the room said, Un, you know, uh, how could you think that way? Because you survived things that most people would never, you know, be able to make it through. And, you know, that was... That's, the, that's great feedback. That's yeah, great. yeah. That, and, and that was the... Uh, you know, turning point that for was her. really the turning point for that person who finally saw herself as strong and courageous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So, Malcolm, you write about ten practices, ten key practices we can all learn from. Um, let's talk about those practices. Um, first of all, what's a couple of different practices out of those ten? So a couple of different practices are follow your radar. So that's the first practice. Mm-hmm. And, and um, as a psychotherapist, especially working in groups, I'm not working with my, in, my intellectual mind. I'm working with my instinct, with my mm-hmm. intuition, mm-hmm. with my sensitivity. And actually that's when I can do the best work I can for groups. Um, and at Esalen, they've got four golden rules for running groups. One is, um, the first is show up. The second is be present. The third is get out of the way. And the fourth is trust the process. Mm-hmm. And for me, that, that, that's, that, that's what goes on in, in, these, um, in these scenarios. So, um, 
Yeah, so in following your radar, you're, you're, you're learning to tune in to the place inside you that knows beyond intellect, beyond reason and logic. And, and then often then very amazing things can happen. But our mind wants to take over and take charge and keep us in, in, the, in the heady realm. Mm-hmm. Whereas our, our, our radar or our, our internal sense wants to take us to a place which doesn't necessarily know but can feel our way into the knowing. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the practices. Mm-hmm. Another of the practices, again, which is very, very much happens in groups is bearing witness. But actually when we truly bear witness to others, then, then magic can happen as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, and bearing witness means being present. It means slowing down your breathing. It means giving your full attention. It means being interested in, in, in another. It means um, having your heart be available for compassion towards another and towards your, yourself. The bearing witness is a very powerful... All these are practices. They're not something you're going to go, right, today I'm going to bear witness. It's like now I'm practicing bearing witness. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll mention a couple of others uh, of, the, of, the, of them. We can, we can talk about it, any of them that you like. But um, the one that I found very important I didn't know that this was going to be the one that was really going to stand out for me in the writing of this book, is uh, create a sangha. Now, a sangha is a Buddhist terminology for a spiritual community, a community of like-minded others. And the, the I Ching, or the I Ching, which is the Chinese oracle, says that until we reach a certain stage in our evolution, not only do we have a need for the support of others of like mind, we have a duty to seek that support. And for me, there's something very profound about gathering people around us who support us. And clearly, from the way that the two of you are interacting and interviewing me, for example, you've, you've got a sangha between the two of you already. Mm-hmm. And then you've got mm-hmm. this show, which creates a sangha for people as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that these times, we really need those places where we can go, where we know we're safe, to open up and explore and show ourselves to people. Yes. So, um, Yes. Well, trust trust being such a huge issue, I would say, Malcolm, for all of us, to trust yes. that we are safe to expose our deepest, darkest, if you will, dragons, um, our deepest, darkest feelings, to know that we can trust that no matter what we are able to express, we're held with compassion and love and non-judgment. That seems to be the biggie, is how we judge ourselves and each other. And on this planet, as you know, we've created a lot of shame <laughs> and guilt for ourselves and each other um, around that. Would you, would you agree? I would absolutely agree with that. And, and I think that's that my task, or, or the task of a good therapist, would be to create a space where that actually is a given. We're, we're mm-hmm. moving into a place, a ritual space of non-judgment, mm-hmm. of trust, of honesty, of integrity. And, and actually, we can practice those things out in the world as well as within the confines of a group. Mm-hmm. But I think it helps to have a, a guide, a group leader sometimes, who can really support us in mm-hmm. finding our way to those things. Well, you know, I was thinking about your groups uh, around the, the trust issue and the practice that you've created for them in this area of non-judgment and and really what we tell our clients when they ask us you know what's the magic bullet or the magic key <laughs> and we tell them practice 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 brilliant, those brilliant. those tools you're given and so i'm i i was thinking when i was reading your book your 
group is so blessed to have this practice ongoing because the more they practice it in group, I feel the more they can take that out into the world and practice that non-judgment. 100%, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I wanted to ask about do you have a, um, a problem with uh, getting people to commit to the process? In other words, to hang with it long enough um, for the practice to become meaningful? I think sometimes people don't. And, and then we can't take that personally if people don't mm-hmm. want to stick with the process. But, but for me, um, having the a sort of a, a set time, it's like having a jail term. I've never thought of it like that before. Right. But <laughs> if you know you're in it for a year, then you'll, you'll pace yourself for that year. And actually during that time, because you're, you're, you're visiting the same territory again and again, you're building trust in the community of others who are in that group. The group starts to become a very um, sort of wise and beautiful space as well. Mm. So once mm. the group's bonded, it's rare that people um, drop out. But often, I, I think people get frightened by it by taking a look at themselves and some of the things they may not have wanted to see and don't feel strong enough to go to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's very interesting work. The book, folks, is Slay Your Dragons with Compassion. It's 10 Ways to Thrive Even When It Feels Impossible by Malcolm Stern. And again, his website is malcolmstern.com. And as I said uh, in the very beginning, Malcolm, and I'm not sure I said it on air, how much I really loved your book and the stories uh, that are in there. And when we come back, what I would like for you to do is um, pick one of the stories from one of the 10 uh, practices and give us the practice and then maybe one of the stories that you wrote in the book about how a person transformed through that practice. You're listening to Conscious Talk. This is radio that makes a difference. It's ConsciousTalk.net is the website. And we'll be back right after these messages. What if you could be your own healer? Well, you can unleash your natural healing abilities with the AIM program of Energetic Balancing. This exciting new spiritual technology has been featured in best-selling books like Natural Cures and in Dr. Wayne Dyer's There's a Spiritual Solution to Every Problem. The AIM program of Energetic Balancing allows you to heal yourself 24 hours a day from anywhere in the world. More than 60,000 people have experienced the AIM program of Energetic Balancing. The novel sanctuary, The Path to Consciousness, walks you through one's journey of self-healing with this spiritual technology. To learn more about energetic self-healing, you can order The Novel Sanctuary today by calling 877-500-3622 or request a free AIM information kit. Call 877-500-3622 or visit energeticmatrix.com. Unleash your natural self-healing abilities with the AIM program of Energetic Balancing. If you're like us, you really appreciate companies that are sustainable, caring, and conscious. This describes Aloha Bay, a company not only guaranteed by the World Fair Trade Organization, but also donates a portion of their sales to Doctors Without Borders and other great causes. Some of the amazing products made by Aloha Bay include Himalayan salt table and bath products, chakra candles, Himalayan salt lamps, feng shui votives, and much more. 
A majority of the jar candles are hand poured into recycled glass scented with 100% pure essential oils, many certified organic. Aloha Bay is an employee-owned company whose products are not only affordable, but beautiful and deliciously scented. To learn more and order their amazing products, visit alohabay.com. That's alohabay.com. Conscious Talk, radio that opens the heart and illuminates the mind. For most of us, the New Year's resolution to lose those extra pounds turns to frustration when the weight bounces back no matter how many calories you cut or how many protein meals you eat. The shocking truth is, it's not your fault. Science discovered that the alkalizing mineral salts our bodies need are no longer found in our food due to our depleted soils, which causes acid buildup in the body and a condition called metabolic acidosis. When you are too acidic, fat forms to protect your body. Thus, your diet actually leads to that dreaded bounce back in weight. What you need is Power pH with BioPH, the most powerful alkalizing ingredient ever developed. The amazing effect of BioPH is that it buffers and removes the acid in your body that causes you to gain weight. Make your weight loss program work with clinically proven PowerPH. For more information and to order, go to powersofph.com. That's powersofph.com. Have you ever wished there was a drug-free solution to inflammation and pain that was safe, easy, and didn't involve a doctor? Now there is. It's called the Avacyn, and it's the best investment we've ever made. Others have described it as the ultimate anti-aging machine. This amazing FDA Class 2 clear device is changing lives by giving relief from pain and inflammation. Users place their hand inside a vacuum chamber, which uses negative pressure and heat to safely infuse heat into the circulatory system raising blood temperature approximately one degree, which reduces blood thickness and increases microvascular circulation. This is where the body heals, gets its nutrients, and pain and inflammation are reduced at the core level. To find out more, go to nulifeventures.com forward slash intentional healing or call 360-385-1909. That's 360-385-1909 for all the information you need on the Avacyn Medical Device. Bringing good vibes to the Puget Sound and the world. Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back, folks. Hey, thanks for uh, being with us here today, for tuning in, for being a part of our Conscious Talk family for taking these tools that are offered to you in love and compassion and using them in your life. Because if you do and you do practice them, your life is going to change dramatically in ways that maybe you never even imagined. And this is why we have the guests that we have on the show, because these are people that are committed to their practices and are changing their lives and the lives of others every day. And Malcolm Stern is no exception to this. The book is Slay Your Dragons with Compassion, 10 Ways to Thrive Even When It Feels Impossible. So Malcolm, before we went to the break, I asked if you could tell us a story around one of your practices and let us know what that practice is so we can experience this with you. Lovely. Okay, well, this practice is called the ricochet effect, which I dreamed up as, as because I, I watched it happen again and again. And what happens is that sometimes we, we have buried things inside us so deeply that they never see the light of day. But then someone will do something or say something in the group and suddenly that door inside you opens up 
-hmm. and you are then left in a place where you are face to face with a buried part of yourself that really wants to be explored and in the exploring comes the healing so this is a story about the ricochet effect and um, it's, it's, um, it's called Raj, Susan and Connor. And in this story, I've used the real names because Susan um, asked me to, um, to use her name. She was very, very pleased to have her story be in there. So here's the story. Raj was in one of my one-off groups in the beautiful holiday destination of Atsitsa in Greece. He'd been married for 10 years. And as his wife approached the menopause, their relationship changed. Her sex drive was less, but his stayed the same. He found the withdrawal of the sexual connection difficult and painful. They had sex from time to time, which alleviated his frustrations briefly and grew the sting out of the situation. It feels like a mercy fuck when they do it, I thought to myself. Raj mm -hmm. and his wife shared their lives and the care of their children amiably. He was relentlessly positive and rarely showed any chink of vulnerability. He appeared almost aloof and demonstrated a practiced amiability. He spent hours in the gym and had his own import-export business, which he ran from home. However, without much touch in their relationship, there was a huge gap for Raj. It's not the sex, I can deal with that. It's the emotional connection from skin on skin. The lack of it drives me mad. It's so painful. It's like the intimacy has been sucked away. His face crumpled and tears appeared in his eyes. What would you like from the group, I asked him. He looked around and engaged with others in a way I'd never seen him do before. He made genuine eye contact with people in the circle and held it receptively. He allowed the others to see him in a place of vulnerability, which normally only his wife would have access to. I'd really love it if someone would touch my face. I don't mind who anyone who wants to, he said spontaneously. It was a difficult and emotionally raw art. The three people stood up, sat down next to him in the center of the circle, and gently stroked his face. Mm. It was a tender moment, appearing seemingly from nowhere. After some time, a soft crying emerged from the other side of the circle. Susan, a gentle Irish woman, was sobbing. Raj basked in touch for a couple more minutes against the backdrop of Susan's sobs. When I sensed that Raj felt content, I turned my attention towards Susan, who was being comforted by the person next to her. Would you like to share what's going on, I asked her. The words tumbled out of her. Five years ago, I met the love of my life in the gym. His name was Connor. I know this sounds really corny, but in that moment when our eyes met, we fell in love in a way I'd never experienced before, and that love continued for the whole five years I was with him. He was an Iron Man triathlete, had two kids from a previous marriage, and I saw such a beautiful soul inside this powerful, muscular body. He later told me that when, we met, when he met me, we saw lights shining from the top of my head. Mm. We were inseparable from that moment and moved in together a few months later. It was the purest love I've ever felt. This to me was a rarity where falling in love seamlessly morphed into the art of loving. The group's attention was wrapped. Three years later, Connor started getting pains in his stomach and went to his doctor. who assured him there were no serious problems and diagnosed acid reflux. This didn't feel right and despite having a chest x-ray, showed us that it wasn't lung cancer. It took two years before his doctor x-rayed his stomach and found a massive cancer there. Mm. I was furious because it had been obvious that the problem was in his stomach, and it took him so long to finally investigate it. Connor knew he was going to die, and he lost weight quickly. I'd go to bed praying, take me rather than him for his children's sake, Susan. 
From the October of the cancer diagnosis until the following April when he died, his body was in agony. Susan never flinched from being by his side, and she found that stroking his face was a joy for both of them. Mm. Hold that Every thought. Hold it. Hold it there. We got. We got to take a quick break. We're going to come back and hear the rest of this beautiful story. Stay tuned. There's great benefit to raising consciousness in your environment. You feel a higher sense of well-being, sleep and meditate more deeply, boost your natural healing ability, increase focus, concentration, and creativity. You can have these results in your living and working space with Focused Life Force Energy Innovations. Experience Focused Life Force Energy for yourself in a free 15-day trial with no strings attached. To apply, go to ConsciousTalk.net and click on Conscious Partner at the top of the homepage. Rob and I are on this program and loving it. We feel more joy and happiness, a higher sense of well-being, and we're sleeping better. And we've also noticed our animals are more playful and energetic. Make your home a healing sanctuary or take the good feelings, high consciousness energy with you on your cell phone with the FLFE program. Don't forget to get your free trial today at ConsciousTalk.net in the Conscious Partners section. Conscious Talk Radio. Get your dose today. Our bodies depend on a potent powerhouse of beneficial bacteria that support and improve every aspect of our health. Dr. O'Hara's formula encourages probiotics to function at their peak performance. Encapsulated in a vegetarian soft gel, Dr. O'Hara's probiotics is a live paste of 12 strains of probiotic bacteria and nourishing prebiotics from whole fruits and vegetables. Transformative postbiotic compounds created during Dr. O'Hara's probiotics exclusive three-year fermentation process are present in every capsule. These restorative postbiotics nurture diverse gut bacteria, leading to better digestion, improved immunity, and exceptional health. Join the millions of people worldwide who know the power of Dr. O'Hara's probiotics. Discover the Dr. O'Hara difference for yourself. Dr. O'Hara's probiotics are available at natural health retailers nationwide and online. Go to www.essentialformulas.com for a retailer near you. That's essentialformulas.com. You found us. Maybe you've been guided to listen. Alternative Talk 1150. Hey, welcome back, everyone. And uh, we want to get back to the story that Malcolm Stern had been telling us. He is the author of Slay Your Dragons with Compassion, 10 Ways to Thrive Even When It Feels Impossible. So, Malcolm, um, we left the story where Susan was um, telling us about uh, the love she was losing to, uh, to disease. Yeah, and then we're, you know, we're looking at the ricochet, which is the stroking of the face. And this mm-hmm. is where the story is sort of off. So um, every time she touched him, he would smile at her through his pain and say, I love you. Mm. For the last month of his life, he was in a hospice, which overlooked the three Guillaume Mountains and the Keys shopping mall, where Susan had watched Connor perform his first Ironman triathlon. Mm. The nurses had put a fold-down bed next to Connor's so they could sleep facing each other at night. They spent time listening to songs and selecting which ones we played at his funeral. One day, he'd just chosen the sixth and final song, Celtic football anthem, or in your case, soccer. Over and over, Celtic song. Connor was a Celtic fan, and as they listened, she felt him dying. As he took his last breath, she slid her hand under his head and whispered in his ear, Connor, the windows are open. The mountains are outside. Fly out of your body. 
Mm. Meet me on the other side. Then another ricochet reverberated around the group. And one by one, four of us shared a story about the loss of a loved one. Mm. I shared Melissa's story with tears pouring down my face. The entire group was powerfully present in response to the clarity and dignity of this grief. And the atmosphere in the room was calm, tender, and electric. Susan turned to me at the end of the session. Thank you. I feel so much lighter. I never dreamed I'd be able to share this here. You created a space to heal my soul. And it felt so safe to express my heart. As Susan observed Raj surrendering to the touch of those who supported him, she was thrown into the memory of her own story. It was a powerful ricochet she wasn't expecting, and it released a depth of feeling that she'd been unable to access since Connor's death. As others in the group witnessed the purity of Susan's love and loss, they too were ricocheted into their own loves and losses. Ricochet is usually unexpected, as we all experienced that day. Mm. Mm. That's a beautiful and a powerful story. And, and, you know, it's so interesting, Malcolm, and I'm going to say this, and it sounds so simple. It's not, but it sounds this way. When we tell our stories when we allow ourselves to express that deep pain through our stories, an amazing transformational healing happens. And, and yet it is so difficult to get there sometimes because we bury it because it is too painful. But the telling of it is healing. And that's the simplicity of that. Does that make sense? That makes a lot of sense. Actually, you know, for me, um, when, when I read a book, I love to read stories. We are a storytelling people mm-hmm. who pass down the stories from generation to generation. And I think that for me, that's a beautiful way to learn. So I love that whole process of telling the story and allowing the story to release us from the suffering that we often carry inside us. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, it, you know, one of the other things that you talked about in your book was um, the pattern of projection. And um, this is kind of the opposite, uh, you know, where people allow that uh, ricochet effect. They allow the feelings and the pattern of somebody else. It helps them to recognize their own and then to let go. What we so often do is... Um, kind of the opposite. We project on others you know, those things that we don't want, you know, or that we can't quite own face or, face or own. Yeah. 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 So is the group situation helpful in that? Yeah, I think the, the group situation, when, when people provide a safe holding for each other, then we can look at the places which are too scary or dangerous or feel too dangerous to go to. And often, you know, when our suffering is released, we feel like we've been carrying a heavy weight around without even knowing we've been, we've been carrying it. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about death a little bit, Malcolm, because you, you wrote a chapter on death, and it was your last chapter. Why was that so important in this book of transformation, trans- helping people transform their suffering? At the end of the day, we're all going to be transformed through death and dying, and we are a death-denying society. You know, we, we, we worship youth. Uh, we, we tend to sort of revile old age and the natural process of living the, the richness of our lives and then being moving on into a, into a different realm. And for me, there's something very profound about the process of taking, an un, taking on an understanding death. 
And um, I used to run a death group for many years. And uh, interestingly, that Melissa died during the period I was running this group, and I was able to use my own group to mm. look at my own attitudes toward death. But one of the things that happened in that group is that one of the women in, in the group um, died during the course of our, of our, our time together. Uh, and over a period of about six months, where she was very sick with um, um, ovarian cancer, and she was a Buddhist and, and had you know, a very powerful attitude towards it. And we were able to travel with her on the road towards her death and bit by bit to watch it transform her and to see the process of death, waking her up, lifting her up. And, and there was a, a sort of sense that this wasn't the terrible journey that we, 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 we often so fear death. Mm-hmm. It's going to destroy us. It is actually going to, to shed us of our bodies. But, you know, and I'm sure that this comes across in your show as well, that, that there is something inside us which is, which is consciousness which can't be killed, which can't be right. destroyed. Right. Yeah. Um, we, when we work with our clients, Malcolm, it's very interesting that one of the things that we run or that we're made aware of, and, and of course we're aware of in our own lives, and it has to do with what you were saying about the suffering and death, especially death, is our inability to accept what is. I feel like if we're dying, if we know we're dying and there's no coming back from that, that accepting it is what is the only thing that can bring peace and a, a type of fulfillment. What do you feel about that? Yeah, I think, I think that's right. I mean, you know, obviously we don't know until we're in that place, but what I have observed in the clients I've had who've died, and there have been quite a few of them, is that that place of acceptance, which Elizabeth Kubler-Ross saw as one of the, the, the five stages of dying, mm-hmm. we don't just arrive at acceptance. Acceptance is something that sort of we, hopefully we, we find on the journey towards dying. Mm-hmm. But actually there is something else that, that carries itself alongside it. And what I find really interesting about the, um, the dying process is um, um, something that Stephen Levine, who, uh, who wrote Who Dies and a number of other books on death and dying, um, he wrote that when people are dying, they have a much more attuned sense of who can travel with them. And I, I know when Melissa died, I could sense who could be with me. It, didn't, it wasn't that I needed to talk about Melissa all the time, mm-hmm. but I needed to, for it not to be pushed away and pretend that it hadn't happened. So when right. people are dying, they know who can, who can travel that road with them. Mm-hmm. And um, they, they, so the doctor will often come in very professional and brusque into the ward and say, how are you? And they'll go, fine, thank you, doctor. And then maybe the cleaner will come into the ward. And then they, and the cleaner's really able to look into their eyes and meet them and they say, how are you? And they're able to have a real conversation. Mm. And I think mm-hmm. death sort of like takes away all the stuff right. we carry, all the masks that we feel enforced to be wearing to make mm-hmm. each other feel all right. You'll notice that almost every photograph you ever see are people smiling. If there were so many smiling faces in the world, it would be an amazing place. But actually, we put on that mask of happiness. <laughs> And sometimes mm-hmm. we need to, uh, we need it to be safe enough to show what what else is going on for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's an amazing book with wonderful stories and really heartfelt, which you would get from the title, dealing with compassion. Um, Malcolm, what do you want to leave people with? I mean, they they read the book. Where do they go from there? 
I think then you take on the practices. And, you know, I would say that if, if every day you wake up and a bit like cleaning your teeth, you're going to meditate and you're going to find meditations that suit you. For some, it'll be guided meditation. For some, it'll be breath meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, the, the, I think what I'd like to leave people with is, is a very simple statement by the Dalai Lama uh, where he talks about religion. And he said, my religion is kindness. Mm. And for me, that's the practice that I see that can help us change the world. Mm-hmm. If we can have a religion of kindness, it doesn't matter whether my God's better than your God or your God's better than mine. What matters is that we're kind and we have compassion for each other and that that's the practice that we need to undertake. Yeah, beautiful message. Well, folks, the book is Slay Your Dragons with Compassion, 10 Ways to Thrive Even When It Feels Impossible by Malcolm Stern. Malcolm, from our hearts to yours, thank you so very much for the work you're thank doing you in writing much, such a beautiful book. And Thank you. And folks, thank you. Have a beautiful day. We'll see all of you next time right here on Conscious Talk. What does healing mean to you? Are you physically in pain, emotionally distraught, spiritually adrift, mentally confused, frightened, driven by thoughts of the past or future? After years of healing work on ourselves and others, Rob and I have developed energetic and vibrational methods to help you heal your body and transform your consciousness to support a new level of well-being and health. All these energetic bodies, when in balance, physical, emotional, spiritual, and mental, contribute to your overall health and well-being. This timing calls for us to wake up and become who we really are, leaving behind the illusion that getting sick and old is normal. Let us help you reach a new level of health and well-being, a level of consciousness that is filled with new possibilities. If you're ready to move forward and heal the whole of you, give us a call at 360-385-1909. That's 360-385-1909. Conscious Talk, empowering your day. When you buy health products, you can save up to 50% at vitaminlife.com, the world's largest selection of supplements, herbs, homeopathic, health and beauty products, and more. Choose from vitaminlife.com's 30,000 products from over 700 brands, including Solaray, Jaro Formulas, New Chapter, Country Life, Source Naturals, Nature's Way, Enzymatic Therapy, Now Foods, Doctor's Best, and Aubrey Organics. Go to vitaminlife.com and save up to 50% on supplements or call vitaminlife.com to order at 866-998-8855.